You're listening to CounterTalks, Canada's podcast for the equipment and event rental industry. CounterTalks is a presentation of Canadian Rental Service Magazine. Now here's your host, Patrick Flannery. Hey folks, welcome to CounterTalks. Pat Flannery coming at you again here from uh, Canadian Rental Service Magazine. And uh, I have with me today uh, Sheldon Fingler. Uh, Sheldon is uh, the the president, right? Sheldon of uh, of Infinite uh, Event Services. Would that be the right the right title for you? That's a hundred percent correct. I, yes. I like to call myself though the CEO, the Chief Events Officer. Oh, the Chief Events Officer, which is perfect <laughs> because, of course, Infinite does uh, does events rentals and uh, and and are and are very good at it. And uh, Sheldon is now. Are you still president of the CRA, Sheldon? Or is well, I'm actually that uh, just with changed. the way the election is come November, I will actually. Uh, take over as the president. So okay. um, because we were through that COVID period, we we put a pause because uh, our current president, Nancy, didn't really have the opportunity to do some of the, the things that you would do as president. So she was very limited. That, that whole COVID thing took a lot away from us as businesses, but also as an association. I, I feel bad. Nancy Crosby, of course, uh, from Cl- Classic Rentals out in, out in Truro, Nova Scotia, uh, has been the it. president of the CRA uh, uh, for this last term. And yes, uh, what a difficult time to to have to do it. Uh, 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 would be, yeah, definitely would be nice to give Nancy, uh, I guess a little, uh, a little longer, or you have done that, uh, so that, uh, so that she can, she can get more done over there. Um, and well, let's, you know what we've touched on it. So, so, so let's get right into it. Um, um, I know there was, uh, there was a, a, a big board election now, I believe that's happened. Um, and, and that was coming out of, uh, a bunch of, Am I right on this, Sheldon? That these were actually government, like Canadian government mandated uh, uh, rules for associations that made you, them change the the governance structures. Is that how that works? Yeah, well, you you're, you hit the nail on the head there. Like as as we evolved and uh, grew as an association and sort of gained our own footing, we started to look more at the the rules and regulations surrounding the Canadian Not for Profit Societies Act, and we started to learn where we were doing really good. And where we needed improvement and governance definitely on that side of things we were a little bit weak and one of the things um, that they had said was boards of our size or organizations of our size don't need a board of 14 members Uh, and you end up being less effective with a larger board so we started to see things like that evolve and we heard this company uh, tng uh, consultants and they came in and they really they're amazing. They're experts at what they do, and they were able to help us get a better understanding of the way the legislation has changed through the years and how we needed to stay more in tune with it because the the lack of that connection and, and awareness, we didn't even realize until we uh, we started to get our own footing. So it was actually a blessing in disguise because we learned what we needed to fix, and we've been doing a great job. Everybody in the association has been very supportive of it when we did the initial request for volunteers and the notification that we were going to change the way we were doing things. Um, nothing but support. So I'm actually really grateful that we learned this through our our experts in the field, but also that our members have embraced it and want to see us grow and uh, be better organized as, as an association. Yeah, so really, it's a it, it's a two pronged thing. It's bringing you into alignment with the uh, with 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 the laws, uh, uh, or at least not that you were out of alignment, but I mean, you know, more right. more into alignment. And uh, and uh, and I've heard other associations, as as you and I were talking about before. I I work with a lot of associations across a number of industries, and and others have had to uh, have had to tackle this as well. Uh, it was they weren't they weren't massive changes, but there were there, there were just some there were just some tweaks in in. I think it was more of a firming up of the expectations. Expectations. It used to be uh, uh, pretty loosey goosey and 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 kind of you know well if you call yourself an association you're an association and uh, and and then they they did put some requirements in place for 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 what you needed to show and what kind of reports and meetings you had to have and and, and, and these sorts of things. Um, tell tell us can you can you give any specifics, Sheldon, on on like like what would be the largest change or what would be the 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 biggest thing that's changed? The size of the board, obviously, is the thing. Well, the, the size of the board is definitely our biggest change, and and it was uh, it was a little bit 
scary at first, I'll be honest, because you go, you've got this great big vast board, you've got all these different levels of expertise, and you can call on more people. So you feel you've got this better, more robust board. But then sitting down with the consultants, they talked about the need for the proper members on the board to get people with certain assets as far as expertise levels. Hmm. So you're looking for people that have governance experience. You're looking for people that maybe have financial experience. You're looking for people that have other, like we've got our new foundation. So you want people that have that kind of experience. So bringing that to light, although it seemed a bit scary at first because we were going to shrink the board and I was worried about, you know, losing that great big group thought that you sometimes get with a larger group. Now, when you look at it, you're actually trying to get the right people in the seats so although it was a really big change and a big thing to swallow and understand, it has been amazing to see it evolve and see us being able to figure out as we go forward to fill the right seats and make sure you're doing the right thing. So even with our interim election, our interim board that we had, a lot of thought went into with the consultants to figure out what we need to fill as a board. So then we actually set the criteria and sort of looked for where people's experience and expertise is. So now with this new board that we're bringing in, we're doing a little bit different the first term because obviously we have to set ourselves up for the future. So some people will be doing a one-year term. Some people will be doing a two-year term. Some people will be doing a three-year term with the goal that new members coming in will be able to do one or three year terms after that and you'll always have that continuity again which is some of the stuff that was lost because of the way the board was set up before so again all part of that governance and expertise thing that tng brought they brought us in alignment with what everybody else is doing and supposed to be doing but the biggest advantage i see moving forward is the creation of continuity for future boards moving forward so you're never going to have a full new board, right? which can happen in some organizations. I've seen it with other organizations I've been part of. And when you get a whole new board, they're usually there because they're either unhappy or, well, that's usually why they're there. If they yeah, come yeah, in as yeah. a big slate, they're, they're always unhappy. Um, in this case, it, it now gives you the ability to make sure you never lose your expertise and things carry on um, through time. Wow. So the board is going from the, the board is going from 14 to nine. Did I get that right? Yeah. Correct. You okay. And do we still have, do we still have the, 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 the familiar, at least to me, uh, uh, uh set up where there, there's still the, there's still the regional associations and you kind of, as they say, rise through the chairs, uh, you know, you, you, you take your different roles, uh, from, uh, you know, starting out as secretary or something and, and, and going up to vice president and president and maybe something else. And then, and then, and then you're kind of, you're kind of gathering the, the national board from people who have been president on the, on the regional boards is, 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 is that still the idea sheldon or or has anything changed there well th there's a little bit of change in the regions because we're not so much calling our, our regions boards anymore oh um, really that's one of the biggest things we learned is when we were doing things the way we were we had all of these segmented groups and all of the segmented groups were working somewhat individually mm -hmm. but somewhat through the national and where where we learned from the consultants is that having all these different people in charge, different people signing things, different people making agreements, different people booking events. We were actually so far out of line in that regards that all of that's changing. We, now we still have our regions. Mm -hmm. We never want to lose that. We never want to lose sight of the fact that every area of this country is different, needs different servicings, needs different support. So we never want to lose that. So we're still trying to find the best way of servicing everybody and still having those regions act as a group, but not so much a board. And the other thing that I'm sure you're familiar with and you see is that it's getting harder and harder to find volunteers nowadays. Mm -hmm. So when you go to a regional, like even in Alberta where, where I am, we wanted to have our election and we started talking, this was prior to, to TNG coming in, and it was really hard to find anybody that wanted to step up and be a 
president, so to speak. People wanted to be involved. They wanted to help. They wanted to do things, but they don't want that full responsibility of being a president. So we ran into some issues there as well, whereas the new format allows us to have, you know, you could have a person that's in charge of a golf tournament and he's the golf tournament chair and he'll respond to a regional representative and that regional representative will still represent that whole region, but he doesn't have the same responsibilities as a president and he or she has the ability to rely more on the office and say, hey, we need you to set up a meeting, get us going, because I just don't have the time. I'm a busy business person. I'm willing to help, but I can't fulfill all of those duties. Okay. So instead of instead of a regional board, we have a regional representative who is yep. who is uh, I guess technically tied to or or a, a volunteer who's 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 tied to the national office and is but is in that region. Is it is this am I getting this right? You're a hundred percent on. Yeah, okay. And then that regional representative will still be able to have a group or what used to be yeah. a board. Right. But they'll be able to get volunteers from all over. And the other thing we we typically saw is, you know, you know, I'm in Alberta, so I was able to get together with the guys in the Edmonton region and the Calgary guys got together in their region. So it's hard to really service because Canada is such a broad, broad country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Figuring out a way to do that. So we're still trying to find the right way to service everybody because now we have more opportunity with Zoom, with different technologies to bring people together and find more value and benefit for them, but also for the association because you may find a person that's never attended a meeting because he or she is from a, a far distant place in the country, they can't connect to us. But all of a sudden, through the wonderful technology available, they may be the new regional representative and be a rising star. Yeah, and and you know what that that works at two levels because the the, the other the other thing you um, the other thing you also also used to see is is with the terms like like when it was a a board type structure with with terms and 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 directors. Um, you actually saw people fall out um, before they before they should. Uh, you had people that, that that would have. Well, I mean, you know, good God! I mean, there's people here in Ontario that have that have basically just been doing, you know, association management for for twenty years, uh, and, and 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 never never really stopped. Um, and 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 you know, those those are the people that you you know don't don't give them a don't give them a a, a chair and then take it away, and then it's like, well, there's not really anyone else who's that keen you know, to do it, but somebody kind of puts their hand up because, you know, well, I guess someone has to do it, you know, and, and then you've got this keen person who, who, who really wants to drive things, who, who now isn't really in the, in the position anymore under your more flexible setup. I, I think there's an opportunity there for someone to stay as involved as they want to, you know, even without necessarily having a title. Well, and that's 100% of the key, because as you say, you mentioned people, coming into their term or or leaving before they were done. And we had that. We had an incoming president for our region, and he just could no longer commit to that. Yeah. So so then you're left scrambling, trying to find somebody, because that there's that fear of that role. But now there's no fear of the role. There's you want to get involved, you want to help, pick an area you want to help in. If you want to help create some regional meetings, have some get-togethers, that's all you need to commit to. And you could rely on the friends and associates in the industry to help you. There's mm-hmm. not that hard commitment that scares people away. So I'm grateful to see that portion of it is really evolving. And I, I do think that as we fully unroll all of this, we will see a lot more involvement. People will be able to um, gather and get together and create more events easier than we have in the past. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the, and the events and get together are key for sure. I mean, that's, that's, that's the kind of thing that, uh, that, that, that keeps the, keeps the association popping along. Um, so can can you tell me today who the new board is? Do we have that? Do we have those names? Oh, I I would love to, but because it hasn't been officially uh, announced, I'm not allowed to say, and, uh, we've actually got a meeting on it this afternoon at, uh, three o'clock Eastern. So, uh, I had I my call to too soon. More 
Okay. Well, when 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 that when that when that goes public, uh, uh, make sure I get the note and uh, and we'll oh, sure. uh, yeah and and we'll 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 get that out so everyone knows who uh, who they can contact uh, at the CRA. It's always good to recognize uh, the people who do put their hands up for the for the boards because it, it 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 is a lot of work and a lot of responsibility and it's it's very rewarding too, but uh, it's uh, it's something that uh, that we we always like to recognize in the in the channel for sure. Um, so that, okay. So that all sounds good. Uh, well, let's see what else is going on with the association. Sheldon, you mentioned the foundation. What's, what's going on there? Well, the foundation's working hard, uh, as a group of people, I, I even, I was prepared enough to, to bring our information off our website. Ooh. Um, cause, cause they, they've got scholarships, which I'm, I'm super excited about. And as, as crazy as it is, I, I'm not sitting on the, the foundation committee, so I wasn't involved in, in the scholarships, to, so I couldn't remember what they were. I, I knew what they were, but I didn't. So I had to pull this up, and we've got a technical trades and rental scholarship uh, up to $1,000, a high-performance rental person up to $1,000, and a CRA insurance-sponsored program for one up to $1,000. So for us to be able to announce that we finally got Canadian sponsorships available and ready to be given away. Like, yeah. I think that's super exciting. Yeah. Um, I, I did sit on a couple of the earlier CRA Foundation Board of Trustees meetings, and the people that we've got on there are, are all really passionate about the industry and really passionate about making sure we do the right thing with the foundation and providing money where it's needed. So we want it to go to... Uh, if you've got people that are coming up through your company and they want to improve themselves, they want to take more training. Well, the foundation can provide a grant that will um, a scholarship. I shouldn't call it a grant. It's different. Yeah. Uh, a scholarship yeah. that will allow you uh, up to a thousand dollars to further your education. And, and some I mean, people, there's a barrier when it comes to taking that training. They're scared of spending that money. Now, if they apply, they can get a thousand dollar scholarship, and then boom, they're ready to go do their training. So, yeah, I think that side of it is super exciting. So, so, so helpful to uh, to uh, uh, young people, even older people uh, who are who are looking to improve and are, and and who are you know kind of serious about the industry. I mean, you know how it works in rental. You come in working as a yard as a as a kid. And uh, and then thirty years later, you look around and go, "Oh, I I never left." Uh, and uh, and the um, the the you know al along the way, it would it would it it really makes a company that really ties the company and the and the employee together uh, when the company is willing to help them with their advancement like that and 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 give them some training and show them that they're taking them seriously. Um, and so, you know, as a, if you're a CRA member and, and you can, and you can take advantage of something like that, it, it, it just, it's just a tremendous benefit. And, and it, and it helps with that key thing of retaining your workers and, 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 you know, making them loyal and making them take their career seriously. You know, th th these are all things we struggle with to, 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 to a greater or lesser degree, uh, you know, finding the right people, you know, they, they, they should be rewarded and promoted in your organization. Right, Sheldon? Absolutely. And it's interesting you, you talk about it because um, you talked about retention and you talked about bringing people in and, and starting as a yard person and being there much later in the career. Um, you know, it's, it's, I've got staff, like my son works for me and, you know, he's obviously been here his whole life. He's got no choice. Um, <laughs> but, but another example is I had this gentleman, uh, he's my operations manager now, and, and he was actually featured as a top 40 under 40 by your team. Um and he started with me when he was 14 years old. He wow. helped us tear down a trade show one day. And I saw incredible promise. Uh, like he was just a rock star worker. So I asked him to come back for another event and then another. And then he quickly just came to everything we were doing. And when he was getting to the end of high school, I asked him what his plans were. And he said, well, I'm just going to come work for you. And it was incredibly humbling and it was an honor because here I've got this guy that's choosing a career path, going into rental. He, he maybe doesn't even know what he's getting himself into. Oh, but, he didn't. <laughs> but exactly. That's the and, advantage and, of youth. Well, that's exactly. He, he was naive, I think, as to yeah. what he was into. And here it's been 10 years later. He's yeah. 24 years old. 
he is a critical part of my team. Yeah. And like, I, I can't imagine working without him, but it's the same thing, you know, like every employee that I've had has been with me for years. I, I, we're not a, a turnstile of employees. A lot of people get into rental and they do find that they love what they do. They love interacting with the people. They love the industry. So if a scholarship can allow them to take education and get even further down the road, you know, that's the best thing in the world. Yeah. And I've been grateful that to have a, an employee like that and uh, with these scholarships available, my number one thing is to find out if he's interested in learning more, let's send him to school. It's a great it, it it's a great topic, and you know what? Since 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 we're on the topic, we're gonna go, we're gonna go right to the story that you told me uh, before we uh, before we started, uh, because um, you know what what one of the things we were just hitting on a little bit was uh, uh, the labor. I, I you know it's the first thing I'm gonna say these days. Like it was supply chain, and maybe a year ago or two years ago, uh, when when you said what's your what's your challenge? What's you know what what are you what are you really fighting with? Um, a lot of that seems to have cleared out. I might get your impressions on that as well before we're done. Uh, but, um, you know, it, it looks like people are getting, getting, getting machinery. The orders aren't too bad. The lead times aren't too bad. Um, th so what's at top of mind of everybody right now is, is, is labor finding people, um, and, uh, uh not even just skilled people, even just regular workers. Um, and, uh, and I I've, you know, it's been going on for so long and it and it and it doesn't seem to be getting a lot better in terms of uh in terms of the supply of uh, of 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 people who live here i mean you know you, you were very fortunate to find a kid in high school that wanted to do this uh a, a lot of other people have uh, you know struggled struggle to have the same good fortune um i just did a i just did a cover profile on can lift uh big uh, uh lift yeah. round guys here in uh in uh, hamilton um they um they have uh, they have done a, a foreign worker uh, a temporary foreign worker program. Uh, they have people coming in. Uh, I, I believe the gentleman I talked to there was from Venezuela. They they had some they had some people from different parts of the of the world coming in. Um, and and to me, that's going to have to be the solution in, in, in a lot of places or at least or at least part of the solution in uh, in a lot of places. Things like scholarships and promoting the industry are, 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 are great, but they're you know, their effects are usually years to sometimes years down the road in terms of stimulating the industry um, um, that the, 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 this is something that people can at least look at right now. Um, You've got a great story, Sheldon, about uh, about about engaging with uh, uh, someone from outside the country. Tell us about that. Well, and it is an interesting story because when I uh, when I started looking for employees, I'd put ads on Facebook on you know for friends to share and marketplace and uh, locally Kijiji and and different things like that. And I had this lady reach out to me, and she was a host family for Ukrainian refugees. Um, this, uh, there was two boys and their mother came to Canada. Their father stayed to fight in the war. Wow. And, uh, the one boy was 13. The one boy was 16, wanted to work. And so she reached out to me. She said, you know, I've got this young man that wants to work, but he doesn't speak English barely at all. Um, very limited scope of he's a 16 year old kid, but he feels an obligation, a deep obligation to work for his family because that's part of his heritage is to take care of his family. And he was seen as the breadwinner because he was the oldest male in the house. And so she reached out and asked if I would be willing to hire him. And I said, well, yeah, instantly. Like there was no question that I was going to hire this, this young man. And it, it even brought to light something that I learned about in another one of my employees that works within the company is he's of Polish descent. And he's he's same age as me, so he's fifty one years old, and I had no idea. He's been working with me for ten years as well. No idea he spoke Polish, but we learned that Polish and Ukrainian are very close. So when this young man came to work, we partnered them together, and immediately there was first of all there was a great bond of friendship because there was this friend, uh, uh, Ukrainian and Polish language connection that they could at least speak and and be understood. Um, but then, of course, you know, you've got this young guy and this old guy working together, and they were a dynamic duo because they just hit it off and they were able to do things that 
I couldn't have got the 16 year old boy to do any other way because we would have had the language barrier. So here he is, his awesome. refugee came to Canada, no hope of finding a job, he thought. And we were able to find a, an incredible connection. And he worked with us for a summer, the full summer. And then, of course, he had to go back to school. So we still uh, allow him to come in part time when he can. That's great. That's great. Yeah, no, that, that that's a that's that's such a nice story, and 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 not least because uh, you know this poor kid was in such a, such a dire circumstance, and uh, you know that Jesus, you hope the father's okay over there. Uh, but uh, that that was uh, that was just tremendous that you're able to help. And then, yeah, I mean, case in point, you know, you you, you get the you, you wish you could find it uh, walking around the street here in Canada. Uh, uh, the the keen uh motivated uh youngsters that uh that, that 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 are that are hungry to work but let let's face it we got it pretty easy over here i got two daughters i know how it is uh that there's there's not there's not a lot of <laughs> there's not a lot of grind uh and uh and 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 we've 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 done we've done too well for them sheldon i guess and uh well <laughs> I've, got, I've got three kids myself and it's interesting yeah. because you know, as a parent, you always have a goal of wanting your kids to come into the business and take it over. And, you know, um, my oldest son is working with me. My middle son wants nothing to do with the business. He yeah. wants to create his own path. <laughs> and uh, my daughter has always said she she wants nothing to do with business. She's only 16. Yeah. And uh, yet this summer she came in and worked with us full time, helping out on the front counter. Oh, and we were blessed to see how great she did and how much she enjoyed it. She typically tends to be an introvert, but coming into the rental world, uh, she found herself more outgoing. She really enjoyed it. She loved interacting with the customers coming in. She would even help customers in the consult area, picking colors and stuff. So you sometimes get surprised at what comes. Yeah, yeah. But, but it is harder to find people locally that want to want to give their all to you. It's, mm -hmm. it's the world is a changing place, and mm. uh, the economy is changing, and it's getting harder and harder for businesses. Um, you know, especially having come through COVID, we were one of my biggest things I committed to was keeping my all my full time employees through COVID. So when COVID hit, I made them a personal promise that I was going to do whatever I if I had to lay them off, I was going to top them up personally. Uh, I was going to do anything I could to keep them so that they were there when when the world reopened. And thank everything in the world that I did because when the world reopened, I had my core team. Yeah. And we were able to instantly get back to business. And uh it was it was incredible to be this is going. what killed this is what killed everyone, right? It, it when they had to let people go or they had to let people uh uh leave or or you know go yeah. go off the payroll or go on the serb or whatever for 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 a period of time. Um um getting them back, man. It, it was uh, it was so hard and and yeah so you you absolutely took the right uh, took the right angle there because uh, and it was hard there you are in and there you are in events I mean wow you you guys had a dry spell <laughs> so, it, it was hard and, it was and it was yeah it, it was one of the hardest things I I could have ever imagined and it's funny because I had conversations with other rental people I remember we were at a a group gathering for the CRA board and I said talking about economy and oil and gas and all the different things that fluctuate through the, the industry. And I said, you know, the great thing about the events business is it doesn't matter yeah. if oil is high, if oil is low, they still want to have a wedding. Yeah. It doesn't matter. People are still doing events regardless of the cost of the world. I said, that's the great thing about being at events. We're impervious to this, this economy. Impact. <laughs> um, well, so then karma's, lightning struck. karma's a bitch, Sheldon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, lightning struck and taught me a very valuable lesson. And you know, I, I learned, I learned a lot about uh, my my business, and learned a lot about saving. I learned a lot about uh, friendships, uh, the industry. Yeah. I have to say, the relationships I have through through the association uh, were some of the greatest things that happened to me. Uh, I think I told you before, I I had. Uh, a friend, Richard Warmby, owns a rental company in Edmonton here. And I had a very 
rare event happening and they needed a big generator. So I reached out to Richard, said, I'll rent it from you. I'm going to re-rent it to my customer. And, you know, darn the guy, he wouldn't charge me. What? He knew how tough things were for us. Oh. And, and he, you know, he just stepped up and he wouldn't take a penny from me. Wow. And then I've got another friend, Blake Menning. Um, you know, yep. he had a, a, a turnaround happening at a big plant in, uh, down by Calgary. And he said, Sheldon, they need a tent. And he says, I want to make sure I help you out. I need you to do this. So he worked with me. We figured out a pricing and a package for a tent to be down there for a couple months. And, you know, it was that kind of thing where other businesses were looking out for each other that made the world such a better place. And even the association, I've got to say, you know, I think, I got to say, I think it was 17% of our members uh, needed COVID relief. Yeah. So the association went forward and did uh, a five dollar membership so that you could still keep your insurance, you could still keep all the other things going. Uh, our insurance partner, uh, Western Insurance, Western Financial, really stepped up. They helped uh, uh, companies like ours when we we were able to reduce our insurance because we weren't going out anywhere. We didn't have to have the insurance to be on site because it was all sitting in our shop. So. There was a lot of things that the association did besides getting us the information really quick on COVID um, and the response from the government. Because I know like Mike Maltby and Natalie McGregor sat in weekly and, and at some points daily meetings with the federal government and the different people trying to get information for our industry. And to the people that were affected heavily, like like the event side, it was... It was invaluable. Like there was, yeah. it was incredible. I couldn't put a price on it. Yeah. I remember during COVID, um, well, the first thing that, that's, I, I, I knew Mike and Natalie must've been doing something right. Uh, because I remember my semi shock when the first list of essential industries came out and uh, now, unfortunately not event rentals. Uh, but, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, but, but equipment rentals was on there and, and, and I, and I looked at that and I went, someone must've talked to someone because I, I can't, I, <laughs> I can't imagine that, 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 that our equipment rental guys as, as, as ubiquitous as we are, uh, really are, are, are that high profile, uh, you know, in the, in the Queens park and, 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 uh, and everywhere, all the, all the other legislatures, um, and, uh, and so I said, eh, I, I think someone, someone talked to someone to, to, to get that done. Um, and then yeah, they were uh, very involved. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, um, there was a speech, how the hell I got watching a legislature speech. I don't know, <laughs> but I, I somehow, so I must've been bored. Well, it was COVID. I, I, I guess I couldn't go out and, and I was watching a legislature speech. And I think it was a budget thing. And, uh, and, and this was in Ontario and, uh, the guy mentioned event rentals. Um, and I, and I, I think, and I, well, and actually I, I know partially how that came to be. That was Mike Wood, uh, yes. uh, uh, had been, you know, really, really, really banging the drum. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and in, in this, in this budget speech, he's, you know, he's, he's listing down a bunch of different industries that really need help and, and event rentals got in there, uh, which, uh, you know, for those not involved in politics, it's, it's, it's kind of a big deal to have, you know, something mentioned on the, on the floor because, the, the, you know, this goes in the record and, you know, it gets looked, it, it means the bureaucrats are looking at your, your industry, uh, so th that was, uh, yeah, it, it, you know, that there you go. I mean, I mean, more, more things that the association does that you, you maybe aren't entirely, well, Mike was working on his own, but I mean, I mean, more things that, you know, that, 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 that gets done, uh, that, that maybe you don't, uh, you don't always know about, right? Yeah. You know, and Mike is the perfect example of somebody, you know, we embraced him and, and he was of course a member and, and we got involved with him right away and did everything we could to help him and give him extra resources and uh he was he was a, a drum banger for sure and i i yeah i can't think of anybody more passionate oh. about supporting the industry than he was and uh i still thank him to this day and i'm still friends with him and yeah. uh yeah guys yeah. like that that's that's how you change the world 
Yeah, yeah. He 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 really brought a lot of he really brought a lot of passion to the issue, and uh, I think we're going to see him. Well, I don't know what happened there. I, I think we're going to we're going to see him in some kind of uh, uh, council seat or something uh, there in Ottawa. I think uh, I think before too long. I know he was uh, he was possibly making a turn in that direction. I, I'm going to pause for just a second to uh, apologize to everybody for my alerts that keep going off. Uh, I just <laughs> I just <laughs> Sheldon's laughing his ass off at me. I just. Oh, you know, there it goes. I just, I just, I just updated Outlook this morning, and, and things are happening that I have no idea. So just, you know, pre pre pretend it's your computer, and we'll, <laughs> we'll go along without it. But I'm not going to try to fix it right now. Um, you know, what we haven't gotten to yet is um, well, we, we've we've talked a bit about, uh, or or at least touched on events and 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 shows and all the rest of it. Uh, I, I think that the the big thing that's going on with the CRA is uh, you are doing something called a national show. Uh, you're doing it in Ottawa. Um, give us all the details on that, Sheldon. Yeah, so February first to third of twenty twenty four. It's it's the first national show. Yeah. We're looking at doing one east, one west, uh, alternating through years, obviously. Uh, it's our first attempt at a national show, um, mostly driven by the request of our partners, our industry partners, our suppliers. Um, we used to call them suppliers. We call them partners now because they really are. And there's there's a lot of uh, people don't realize how much work goes into a show, first of all. There's an insane amount of work goes into doing those shows. So if you're doing a whole bunch of shows regionally, you're putting a whole bunch of work in each region. Yeah. And then all those partners, those suppliers have to go to each of those regions and do all of their work there too. So there's a huge amount of work, expense, involvement for all of them to go to. So we talked to our partner committee and we said, what do you guys think? And, and they were like, hurrah there's this chance of a national show um so it was met with with great support so we're going to be in ottawa february 1st to 3rd we're going to be doing a mix of education obviously and trade show um we've got a, a great keynote speaker jamie and i can't remember the last name i should have been prepared on that one <laughs> um, i probably have it in my notes here somewhere but i think it's that part of it is going to be an amazing opportunity because Anytime you get a group of people together, it's more than just the trade show floor. It's more than just the education. It's that networking and learning that you do as a group. And I tell you, every time we get together at one of these shows, I learn more about business and about what I can do to improve my business from those social gatherings than I could ever learn in any other way. Years of training couldn't teach you what your friends and associates have already experienced. So yeah. it's a big national show. We are looking forward to having, uh, you know, the first kick at the can, so to speak. So we want to see lots of people out there. Um, there's obviously other opportunities in Ottawa. It's, it's, it's our capital. It's, there's all kinds of things to do. We're also there during the winter festival. Um, so I think it's a yeah. great opportunity. Although we're Canadians, lots of people say, why don't you go somewhere warm? We're Canadians. We're used to the cold. It's no big deal. Yeah. And how bad could Ottawa be in winter? You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, winter loot is fun in Ottawa. I, I went to school there. Uh, Ottawa is tremendous. Uh, it, it's, it's just a, it's just a riot actually. There, there, there there's lots of the, the market district downtown is, is, is is actually really fun um for those who haven't been um and of course all, there's all the you know the parliament buildings and the, the the sites to see there's all kinds of things to do if you want to make a vacation of it um and uh, and winter winter loot is a fun thing bring your skates well you probably rent them there you wouldn't want to bring them on a plane but uh yeah you, you know it's uh it, it's you can skate on the canals and uh and and there's all kinds of there there's all kinds of food and stuff out there and and it's 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 a really good time so uh you know no, that's that's going to be a that's going to be a great venue for that um and for uh and and uh well i'm i'm happy to hear sheldon mention that uh that we're going to be switching back and forth uh on the national show between east and west uh because uh for those of you wondering uh, uh how the rental mart fits into all of this uh uh we are coordinating with cra and uh and we are also switching uh east and west and so uh this year or next year the 2024 rental mart is going to be in calgary 
uh, and I know Sheldon will be there. Uh, You're going to see me there for sure. I will not miss a chance to sit with you, Patrick. Absolutely. No matter what. That's going to happen, baby, and and uh, and we're gonna we're gonna try bringing the Realm Art West, and then we'll be back in Toronto for uh, for twenty twenty five, and the national show will be out uh, be out west. So that's that's that all that all well, worked out really well. And I hear you've also partnered with another show to make your show even bigger out west, uh, which is yes. exciting. Yes, we uh, yeah. So tell me, tell me, it, 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 I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and ask you live what you think of the idea. Well, no, I know what you think of the idea. I mean, the, well, we, we we got we we have another magazine called Turf and Rack that that is uh, is 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 lawn yeah. care and and landscaping maintenance. Of course, landscaping, you know, one of the biggest part of all of our rental fleets, right? So we said, why wouldn't we get those guys in the show? get get the landscapers and the and the and the landscaping contractors to come see to see their equipment while they're there they're also going to see the rental all the rental equipment which there's you know there's there's all that stuff that they use as well right all the loaders and the dumpers and the excavators and all of that stuff and 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 we'll get we'll get everybody together and and have a neat opportunity for for everyone actually even including a rental store attendee because you're going to be in a room with a bunch of landscaping contractors <laughs> who are well, at- and, and you talk about the crossover and when I saw you announce that I was like you know that's a brilliant opportunity a crossover we're all faced with the fact that that trade shows are trade shows are a tough nut sometimes yeah mm-hmm. there's a lot of work goes into it so you have to look at every opportunity to not only make it better for for you as the organizer you need it better for the people walking in the door as the, the people to experience the show and also the exhibitors. So if you're able to bring different markets that are so closely connected together, yep. it, it's nothing but an opportunity. And I'm looking forward to seeing it and and, and see how many people you can bring in. Yep. Uh, I know I'll be down there for sure. Yeah, uh, I've just got to, I'm <laughs> one of those guys I'll drive down in the morning. And, the strategy, uh, the strategy, the strategy is this, Sheldon. If we could, in in, in Toronto, in Toronto, you get about you know uh, uh, thirty or fifty percent of the uh, of the guys to leave their store and 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 come down to the show. We're 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 hoping that the excitement level from having something in Calgary is going to get every single store in in Alberta. Well, <laughs> I really do think that that that's and that's the same thing we're going for in Ottawa. We're, we, yeah, you know, your idea of bring it to Calgary. Um, yeah. you'll be amazed. It's it's a three-hour drive from Edmonton to Calgary, but three hours is nothing if I get a chance to open myself to a world full of different exhibitors yeah. that could impact my business. Now, yeah. I'm in the event side, but there's still things that are absolutely crossover when it goes because we use tools that are from the lawn and garden area. We use tools from the construction equipment. The we use heaters. We use lifts. We use jackhammers. Yeah. There's all of these things that cross over. And it's funny because a lot of people think, well, there's nothing for an event rental guy to go to at one of these shows. There's lots of things for me to go to. Mm-hmm. There's booths that I hit for sure. And I swear to God, every time I've gone to a show, I found something I needed that I didn't know I would find. And it's impacted my business positively. And that, if we can make everybody's business better by bringing them to a trade show, not only for the equipment, but for that networking opportunity, there's, there's money to be made for them. Generators, compressors. Yep. All that, all that stuff, uh, 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 light, the lights, uh, uh, lots and lots there, lots and lots there for event people. That said, I, I, I remain in a state of regret uh that we we we, i i i think i think the event rental side needs its own magazine i think it needs its own b2b channel i think it needs its own shows i think it needs needs all of that i I, ara is doing uh uh you know that a great job of that uh in their their thing but of course that's the states um and and i i've always felt like that 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 end of it should be done better and uh, uh, frankly, it's my fault for never getting the business case together yet to uh, to, to to make all, to make all that happen. Uh, but uh, well, but I, I I you know this this is um, this is something that uh, that 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 I, I I think would work. But anyways, for now, fa- failing that long term project, uh, the uh, uh, you know even if you're an event rentals, it absolutely come on out to these shows, man. At the very oh, least. There's- 
you're going to end up you're going to end up interacting with a lot of fellow rental people who are basically in the same you know uh, uh, type of uh, uh, industry and 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 you're going to you're going to see a lot of your friends so you know absolutely and and there is like i, I can't say enough there is always something you will find yeah. the software As- the software, oh, yes. yeah. I'm looking for software now, so I, I love running into those guys, and and it's there is something to be said for that face to face conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we we could say we love Zoom and and all these Microsoft Teams and all this stuff in the world, but there is something about having a face to face conversation, oh, yeah. looking and touching and feeling things, and and that's why you have to be there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um. To the uh, 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 oh geez, I lost it. I had it. I had it. I had another. I had another point that you mentioned that I wanted to hit. But anyways, we'll, moving moving on. I'll come back to it. The um, the other thing I picked up at uh, who was I talking to? I guess it was Natalie. Um, that um, you guys have some access to a economic uh, forecasting and uh, and and statistics uh service similar to uh you know the, the the reports we were familiar with from the ARA um tell me tell me a bit about that Sheldon that's that's kind of a new thing for the CRA isn't it absolutely well it, it's it's new and it's old because it's it's been around for a while we've been working with these guys ISL for a while and they just changed their name and uh be darned if I can't remember the name of the new one um but it'll come to me as we sit here and chat that's right but yeah Everybody wants to know numbers. Everybody wants to know compensation benefits. Everyone wants to know strategic forecasts for where the industry is going. And we've partnered with an organization that's bringing that to our members. Uh, We do quarterly reports where you can sign on as a member. It's free, which when you think about the value that that can bring to your business to sit into and understand where the industry is going, that's that's incredible value. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of businesses are looking at ways to change and maneuver because the world's always changing. We're, we're imp- impacted by oil and gas. We're impacted by recession. We're impacted by COVID. We're impacted by all these outside forces that push pressure onto our businesses. So to have somebody that's third party that's actually analyzing the data and fully expanding it very direct and specific for our industry so that it gives a clear understanding and you could sit and ask questions and get more clarity if you're not even sure it, they've been incredible to sit through and we we record them as well if people don't have a chance you know our goal is obviously to have people on those calls but uh we're we're working on ways with our website we're changing things over and and hoping to do a, a relaunch of that and i can see the future of that being also a portal where all of these resources can be available to to members, key association benefit, uh, uh, Sheldon, and and something that 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 associate industry associations everywhere, especially in Canada, I have to say, I wish would do a better job of. Um, uh, it's yeah, something some some of the big American groups and and well, some of the very big Canadian groups like the Canadian Contractors Association and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, did they they, they CMH? You know, they they have they they are so big and so rich that they that that they, they do this kind of thing uh collecting this data and and putting it out is is sometimes not a cheap proposition especially when you want it to be sector specific a lot of these data companies are collecting very generalized information um but to get them to drill down into your sector and get that to you uh well a single survey costs about 10 grand um and uh and it, it's why it's why to be very honest our, our our magazine hasn't done much of that uh because uh it's uh it's 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 freaking expensive and um <laughs> it is and and so um that that's that uh, if an association can get that can get that together wow uh uh great resource uh for for the well, and it's very important to us which is why yeah. uh when we did our strategic plan and we started talking about things that were important that is at the very top of our radar because mm-hmm. giving that information to our members so that they know how to run their business and bring it forward. Um, it, it's incredibly important. Hmm. Yeah. Quick, quick questions like questions like what's the actual uptake on electric equipment? 
you know, battery, uh, battery, yeah. you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Right. I mean, that something that would be good to know before you buy. Right. Cause I, well, and, and you know, like, like that's a, that's a perfect example. Like, I don't think you could, could pick a better example. We, we see what's coming. Yeah. We know there's legislation pushing some of it. Manufacturers are struggling to get things ready in time. Um, research and development is struggling to get products that are good enough to, to last and, and do what they need. You know, I'll even look, I bought a, a, a battery powered lawnmower for my house. Yeah. And you know, it, it, the charge didn't make the full cut. So right away you're going, you know, will this ever make it to a commercial or rental application and how will they be able to do that? Um, mine, mine lasted mine lasted um about four years um i had two batteries so i did switch uh part way through i've got a fairly great. big yard it's about 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 40 by 170 um and 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 my grass grows very dense below the fish pond because there's a lot of water um so uh so so it, it it would struggle with that and and then and then what would happen it, it got through it initially but what eventually started to happen was the fuse, uh, in the in the lawnmower uh got weak it it got overheated too much trying to push through the the denser grass the the, the heavier grass and it got to the and it got to the point where it would start to cut out all the time right just just not a problem you have with a gas mower because it's mechanical right well <laughs> and, and that's exactly it so so you think about that and that's one of the things that will change our industry. Yeah. And that's why I'm looking forward to going to our national show and your Western show so yeah. I can see what, what products are out there. I'm looking for an electric jackhammer, a battery-powered jackhammer, to see if there's a solution out there that I can take out to a 40 by 120-foot tent and pound in all my stakes without having to run cords. Yeah. Is yeah. the solution there yet, though? That's what I'm excited to see. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe for that application yeah i could yeah, they, they might they, they might be able to handle that i i i think i think that well I, i'm gonna piss people off if i say it but i i, I i've i've heard <laughs> but let, let, let's say this way unless something has changed which i'm sure it has i've heard i've i've i've, I've heard people talk about not being able to get a day's work out of a out of a battery uh a jackhammer yeah. but that you know that 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 is what it is the um uh the the you know, and 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 all the all the all the cold weather stuff in Alberta. I I, I feel like the manufacturers actually um, are are out ahead of their skis uh, a little bit on this a little bit uh, because oh my God, Con Expo that that was all you saw down there. I mean, I mean, the, 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 every booth is is you know front to back electrified this and that. I mean, they still had the gas stuff, but they still had the diesel. But but I mean, you know, it was it was a lot. And and you're going, wow, you guys are, you know, you're really driving to the hoop on this. And I I'm not, well, I just wrote about it in my in my last editorial. I I, I mean yeah. the, the rental industry, you know, we're 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 almost have to be more cautious than end users because because we're yep. trying to make our money off of this. That that's you know, we're we're trying to make revenue off of these items and our business depends on it. And and we we cannot have unreliable things going out there because man. You get a piece of equipment from a rental store and it doesn't work. You're never going back, and and it, it like it it, it just it, it no one no one can take the risk. Um, so there's well, and, we, and we are in a business of of support. If if you don't give the customer the support, you don't have what they need that's working. Yeah, you you're right. They're not coming back, and and even more so, we're now in a world where where the world is dominated by Google reviews. Yeah. So if the equipment doesn't work, then all of a sudden you've got a one-star review because your lawnmower didn't cut all of the grass. Well, boy, is that is that fair to you? Because mm -hmm. you didn't you didn't manufacture the battery, and you, how do you support these things? And you know, there's so many things that are beyond our control. So we're in a service-based business more than anything. We have to service our customers. We have to keep them happy, uh, and we have to do it with a smile on our face. Yeah. So yeah. we want yeah. it to work. And to your and to your point about you know you, you made the point earlier about about you know a, a semantic thing you know they're not they're not suppliers they're partners I mean and, and that's yeah. and, and 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 it's true because because you know I mean I mean what other industry you know uh, uh, aside from car car manufacturers and car dealers I mean I mean we're 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 about as closely tied 
with 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 the people supplying our equipment as 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 anybody can be um depending very very heavily on them and um and and actually t- talk to me talk to me a bit I'm, I'm just going off into general industry talk here why not yeah uh the um uh one thing i've noticed is is it your sense that more and more rental stores are also becoming dealers and that more and more dealers are offering rentals. I There used to be a, a conceptual, um, there was a divide there because, because obviously if you were a dealer, you didn't want to be offering rentals because that's going to, that's going to, you know, then, then your rental stores don't want to buy from a competitor. Right. And, oh, and that's, <laughs> That's what, a, what's the talk in the membership about all of that, Sheldon? Wow, Patrick. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I could speak for all the members. Uh, I could speak for myself for sure. But, you, you know, that is, it's, it's, it's a very interesting dichotomy because I face it in my own industry. I've got uh, a competitor that has a company that sells stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in my heart, a lot of times I'll go to a different supplier further away and spend more money sometimes even because you don't want to put the money into your competitors pockets. Yeah. Um, and we are seeing a much greater change in the construction side of things where uh, the, the rental companies are becoming resellers and the resellers are then turning into renters, uh, rental companies as well. And I, I don't know where that change is going to take us long-term. I, I think they're two very different businesses and I, I've seen the the one great thing I got to see from experience here is the the friend the slash enemy I call them frenemies yeah. they own the rental company and sales company in my region and they they've started to split more and more apart oh, the, the rental company and the sales company because there is there's a blurred line when you have the two together. Um, People expect a different level of support. Like mm-hmm. if you sell a piece of equipment and then you also rent it and their their equipment breaks down, well, automatically, well, you should give me a free loaner. Mm. Well, no, it's a different business. It's a different model. It's a, the money comes into a different section of our company. So how how do you deal with that effectively? You know, I, I'm sure some people have figured out that answer. But really, when I look at the companies that are really successful, the larger companies, they focus on rentals or sales. Mm. And I think there's a place for it in the smaller markets, the smaller companies that can support both sides of that business because it's a, it's a lot more about supporting the customer and being more than one or the other. You have to you have to be both all the time. So I don't know. It's it's a very, very tough, tough question. There seems to be that the, the, there's I mean, again, just on the surface, there's a there's a kind of a limit to how far it can go in terms of a a general trend. Uh, just because if you if you if you walk into a dealership, um, you're only renting what they have, um, exactly. right? I, I mean, I mean, you've got one brand, uh, you've got maybe a range of equipment, but but not everything. Um, you know, there, it, it certainly isn't the one stop shop in terms of you know, say everything a contractor might need for his site. You know, he he he's not going to get absolutely everything there as he could in most of our independent rental stores. Well, uh, I think I think that's where you're you're a hundred percent right at the opportunity for success of the regular rental store model. Yeah, is right. If a contractor comes in and they want a saw, they want a compactor, they want a generator. Right. Well, some lights, some you know yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. easy to get from a, a rental company, but the manufacturer or the, or the reseller, I mean, they've only got that one brand of equipment. So it, it narrows their ability to service the customer. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's where, you know, the, the organizations will succeed by having everything for everyone. I guess people are just less snarky these days. It seems like it seems like in the, it's, <laughs> it seems like it seems like in the old days, if if if. You found out that that dealer had rented something. You'd be t- you'd be telling him where he could jam his next order. <laughs> well, there's definitely still some of that out there, Patrick. For sure, okay. I still see some okay. of that. Okay, uh, okay. <laughs> and and it, it's always it's such an interesting situation, you know. Like 
thankfully it doesn't play out as much in in the event rental side of the world so i don't have to deal with it as much as right uh, the construction and small tool side because boy there's there's a lot to those businesses. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a. There could be, there could be controversy. Um, another one uh, that uh, I, I, I finally remembered what I was thinking when we were talking yep. about the events. Um, you know, you, you, you mentioned uh, uh, the event business, and and you know this from both from both ends of it. Putting putting on events on the, in the association, and then obviously serving all these events in in Alberta um it, it's 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 a tough business uh uh gotta stay fresh um uh gotta get the people out uh i won't lie and i know you guys at the cra were in the same boat uh uh getting the attendance that you want uh uh continues to be it, it, it it's a struggle that uh, uh, we do okay with with maximum effort but it 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 it, it continues to be a struggle and then one thing when I was speaking to um, uh, Blake, actually Blake Manning, uh, uh, about bringing the rental mart out to uh, out to Alberta, um, he said, "Geez, I hope there's enough independent stores left out here to uh, to, to 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 populate it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because because uh, you know consolidation. Hey, I mean uh, yeah. it's it's a it's a it's a it, it, it's an ongoing trend. Um, uh, what, what are you seeing out there? Are, 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 are the independents, uh, 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 flourishing, maybe, maybe, maybe adding locations. I, I know some of them are, um, but, um, is it, uh, you know, are, are, are we just going to continue down this, this, this stream until, uh, you know, green and blue are, uh, are everywhere. And, and that's really, that's really all that's left. Well, you know, it's interesting, you know, and it's funny that you, you talk, that Blake would mention something about acquisitions because uh, one of my staff was uh, audiovisual supporting an event this morning where Ernst & Young were presenting uh, Blake's company with, with a big, beautiful plaque yes. uh, on their acquisition of DV Rentals. <laughs> yes. um, so I had to laugh uh, when I saw that this morning, and, and unfortunately, Blake wasn't there because um, my team knows Blake as well. Um but but it's true, you know, there's acquisition after acquisition after acquisition we see. And, you know, Blake's a good example. You know, he, he's involved in acquiring other companies. Mm -hmm. But at the same point, um, he's keeping it small. He's keeping it real. Yeah. He's keeping connected to the customers. And I, I really do see that there's room for both. Yeah. And, and like a lot of people talk about, you know, there's the, the big piece of pie. I want my piece of the pie. The reality is, is the pie is so gargantuanly large. And I don't even know if that's a word, mm -hmm, but it's yeah. so huge that there's enough pie for everybody to gorge themselves and never be full. So there is a place for the big companies and a place for the small companies. Like I know personally, when, when I'm dealing with things, I'll go to different size companies for different size things. And it's, it's sometimes about the experience. So I think the smaller, the, the mom and pop shops, which re really represent a majority of our, our memberships as, as individual stores. Yeah. I, I don't think they're ever going away. Yeah. Uh, I, I really do see that there's a stability to that um, because there are people that don't want to deal with the big giants. Yeah. And then there are people that will only deal with the big giants because of, the level of support that they can offer that that a small shop maybe can't mm -hmm. so it is as crazy as the answer is not really answering anything is is there's really room for both yeah and you know i look at it i haven't seen it happen anywhere in canada yet as far as acquisitions really uh in the event world well actually one in ontario that i've heard of but it's not really common in our space but down in the U.S., the acquisitions are becoming really big on the event rental side. Oh. So I'm curious to see if that will play into Canada in the future as well. Um, like in Edmonton, there are multiple players on the event rental side, but there's really only four larger companies. And it wouldn't take much for one of those companies to take over everybody and then have a monopoly. Of, of of a very good market so 
I think there's opportunity for that to happen, but I still don't think we'll ever get away from the, the smaller shops. There's probably more event rental companies than equipment rental companies, right? Oh, well, you know. I bet there are. I, I, the, you... the crazy thing about it, so equipment rental, you don't see people often renting a skid steer out of their garage. Right. But the event rental side, yeah. mm -hmm. oh, my God, we <laughs> see it is everywhere. They, somebody bought a tent for their wedding, so now they're going to rent it out. It's not a commercial tent, but they're still going to rent it out for other people's weddings. Oh, I bought a bouncy castle, and I'm going to rent it out to my friends, and exactly. now it's a business. Yeah. So on the event rental side, there's more than I could count in Edmonton that run out of garages and backyards and things like that and storage units. Uh, and at the same time, I, I don't discredit them because when I started, I started out of my parents' garage. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I, I loaded my garage. I loaded my, my living room. My wife still remembers that. I loaded <laughs> my parents' garage and their basement and then the storage <laughs> unit and then another storage unit and then another and then another. And then I, I got a warehouse and then it got bigger and bigger. And and now it's grown into a 13,000 square foot warehouse plus mezzanine plus sea cans plus three acre yard and but but i started as that guy that was renting it out of a garage yeah so, yeah yeah so that's yeah that's that, that that's right i mean there, there, there's there's definitely i mean you know depending what you want to call a an actual event rental company there's there's there, 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 there there's a lot of them and then then and then there's the ones that actually have a storefront which is uh, that, that whittles yeah. whittles it down whittles it down pretty pretty significantly um, wow, Sheldon, I've kept you a long time. Uh, what, what else, uh, have we missed anything with the association? Other, other news, other, other, other things we need to talk about? Oh, um, you know, I, I think, I think you've covered all the, the big key points. We're excited okay. to see people come to Ottawa. Yep. We're excited to come down and join you in Calgary. Um, we're excited about our scholarships. Um, we're excited about our new board. We're excited that, that we're following better governance. We're excited that, we're going to be moving the association forward. We're also super excited that we've we've retained over ninety percent of our members uh, as we've we've gone forward as an association because COVID and all the worldly changes that have been happening. Mm -hmm. um, it's exciting to see that that the people believe in Canada still. So it's nice to see Canadians supporting Canadians and and moving forward as uh, as we are. Fantastic. Well, listen, Sheldon, don't be a stranger. Uh, we uh, uh, de definitely want to stay in touch with you guys, and uh, and 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 looking forward to, uh, to to seeing you in Ottawa and seeing you in Calgary, and uh, you know, on, onward and upward. Sheldon Fingler, okay. president uh, for now of the Canadian Rental Association, uh, or no, about to become, about to become, about to, be. uh, about to become. Yeah, sorry, Nancy is. See, I keep doing this. Na Nancy is the president. <laughs> Sheldon, Sheldon is about to become. Uh, uh, but he'll be back in the hot seat here soon. And uh, thanks so much for joining us today on Counter Talks and uh, tell us all about what's going on at the CRA. Well, and Patrick, I, I want to thank you for all you do for our industry, um, your your magazine and your support, and you're always out at events and everything you've done to to bring awareness to the industry, to to bring information to our members, to bring information to different people, and and your level of commitment and support is incredibly appreciated. So thank you. Well, I'm blushing now. Thanks a lot, Sheldon. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Take care. Thanks for joining us for Counter Talks. You can find Counter Talks episodes online at CanadianRentalService.com or on the major podcasting services. Counter Talks is a presentation of Canadian Rental Service Magazine.